All right, welcome to Rated NA, the podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. Uh, this is episode number 363 of, of uh, the podcast. Jesus. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Scott. And I'm Ash. I'm Aaron. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Kate. And I'm Mylan Fitzwater Barrows. Hey. I feel like I need to say all the names. It's okay. You should. You should. Yeah, so we invited back a bunch of our awesome co-hosts from uh, over the many, many years. Does anyone remember their first episode? Oh, I remember my first episode. What was your first episode, Mylan? It was it was 2012. Really? I, yeah. Holy yes. shit. That's a long time. Yes. I have made a little game called Strange Loves Vampire Boyfriends. Yeah. And you fun. all played it and liked it and were amazing. And yeah. um, we talked about what uh, supernatural creature we would have a romance with. That's right. And you wanted to have sex with centaurs and you still do. <laughs> I didn't say sex. I just said romance. <laughs> but, you know. So, and yeah, that, that led, was my first episode. Led to eight years of centaur penis jokes between us. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> It also, I think it was that moment when we realized we were all going to be friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that was eight years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's Isn't ridiculous. that where, the, where the, um, the photo came from, the black and white with, uh, with us and um, uh, press reset and yes. yeah. as well? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was one PAX where we one all. One of those PAXs, yeah. Timeless. Standing outside of, I think, the Tin Man booth hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Timeless. That was crazy. What about you, Kate? Do you actually remember? I, I'm I'm horrible. I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember what the first one was. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Not, I have such a bad memory. It's. No, I think it was probably, it was probably some Dragon Age. We came you on, came, had you on to talk about Dragon Age, but it was probably right I would around guess this, like 2016, maybe even earlier. Honestly, I, oh I, I, we'll have to find out. We should have done research, but. <laughs> We're not good at this. Too many There's episodes. no way for us to find that number out and figure out what day it was. It would be impossible. It would be. We would have to actually. Not like look. all this stuff is on our website. <laughs> We'd actually Just have to look there. at our own website. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid. I know. Things never change. Mm. And putting Aaron on the spot, do you remember the first time you came on the show? I don't know. I want to actually say that the first time we chatted was at pax yeah pax east wasn't it yeah i remember like going off into one of those like weird like you're kind of s- still in the convention center but you're kind of in like a hotel lobby kind of yeah. yeah 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 oh, yeah we that's chatting. their mo mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. definitely their mo yeah, we take, well, yeah. all right hold yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> we take so, like, let's go in this hallway time. here's a microphone <laughs> tell us all of your secrets yeah. yeah yeah that's the truth i remember i got you with the uh the worst joke in human history because I told you that my my last name was actually <laughs> Yvette. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Ash, no. Uh, yeah, oh it, was, it was great. And you're like, really? I was like, no. It was like... <laughs> I was well, like, we must okay. have then discussed that your first name is my actual last name. Yes. My real last name is Ash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a whole it was a whole terrible it must have joke been a thing. Very long run on. Yes, it was yeah. awful, and I apologize still <laughs> to this day. But honestly, thank you all so much for your support over the years, and it's been um, you know a decade's a long time, and uh, the three of us are are sort of like brothers, but it's 
it's hard because you know at life there's so many curveballs and children and moves and job switches and it's hard to do anything for 10 years and you guys have tagged in a whole lot um over the years and we very much appreciate it and the show honestly would not still be here if not for your help uh because uh, we, we can't talk to ourselves so <laughs> that would be a very very <laughs> shitty shitty show for us just mumbling into microphones so thank you yeah thank you friends forever yeah oh <laughs> thank you guys so we we grabbed a bunch of questions uh, from the community that people submitted. And the, the really sweet thing about these is it's a lot of names that we've heard a, a lot of times. A lot of our, uh, mm -hmm. for, our, a lot of our friends from over the past decade have written us questions. And we're just going to kind of hang out, answer them, and then maybe do some silly shit at the end. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So the first question is from Haggis McHaggis, who has been writing us questions for, I think, 10 years. Uh, I, mm -hmm. uh, I want to meet Haggis McHaggis because I have no idea where he or she is from. I have no idea. So I, I want to meet this person. Um, for the hosts, which episode has been a personal highlight? That's such a hard question. I feel like for me, the, the coolest things I get to do are the panels at cons with these guys because we get to do it live in the same room, which is something that even though the, like a lot of those aren't technically like nerd appropriate episodes, all these guys have been on panels with us over the years and they're always such a joy to do in front of an audience. I really, really like those. Um, personal episode has been a highlight. That's really, do you guys even have one, Matt Scott? Hmm. <laughs> I know, I mean, I've said this many times, but I feel like, uh, you know, something that always stands out for me was when we got to episode 50, because I really feel like that's when we sort of turned the corner with, you know, putting it together and we were doing like music and at the time we were doing like sound effects and I think I had a slide whistle or something and I really felt like, <laughs> like if you make it to 50, you can make it for the next uh Eight or nine years, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And for the record, I did offer to you guys to number this one at four hundred, <laughs> given all of the numbering shenanigans. And oh man, we should have taken that <laughs> offer up. Yeah, because I, you know, I at the time I thought we were going to start spawning different episodes within the stream, and I was like, oh, yeah. I better number these differently. Um, so this is, even though this is three sixty-three, I think we've probably made over four hundred episodes of something. We have at different we've points of time. Yeah, we have made, uh, hold on, I'm not on the site currently right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, what? Why is it all out of order now? Okay, don't listen to me. We've it's made like, more than 400. Yeah, it's 400. <laughs> 404. We've made yeah. 404 episodes, yeah. But I think, yeah, I mean, but to add to that, I would just say that I think the the things that the podcast has, like, sort of enabled us to do or allowed us to do, I think are really, like, the highlights for me, right? Like, um you know, just things that we stumble into, like when we got to podcast from uh, Star Wars Celebration, just as like yeah. a completely, like you just kind of, some sometimes all you need to do is ask for something and then you get it, right? And so some that's like the magic ingredient is like, you just have to ask. And so we asked to be, uh, you asked if we could do Star Wars Celebration, they said yes. And then all of a sudden we're like, we're just opening up the show and it makes no sense, but it was kind of weird and fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that, like stumbling into shit and, and, and hoping it all works out. Yes. I think, I think that, um, 
you know, weirdly, my favorite episodes are like one through 49. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> bury those in the deepest trench we could find. Um, man, I don't know. I, I think it's like my, I don't have a specific single favorite. I think my favorite thing that happens is when we go to a con or something and then we do that first like pre-con episode together and it's just like whatever group of friends we amass or us and we sit around and we just talk about like what we're about to do and like what we're excited about and who's at whatever convention we're at and like that stuff to me is always when like because I don't always love conventions I get tired out of them very quickly but like that moment is always something I look forward to like a lot of people don't know this but like at comic-con it's usually just Ash and I and we like huddle in like some weird part of our hotel wherever we are we go to like there's a roof in one of our favorite hotels and there's this weird fourth floor bathroom area on another one of them and like we just know where the, like these little nooks or crannies are that we can go sit in and we'll go sit and we'll just do like a kickoff episode and it always just makes me it makes me excited for like the thing we're about to do for four or five days which is like fun and exciting so those episodes i think are the ones that always stick with me that we're just kind of like doing this on the fly wherever we are talking about whatever those are always kind of the most fun. Yeah, we, we've done a lot of on-location sort of episodes over the years, and it's honestly where we've met all of you guys. We met all of you guys at conventions, and now you guys, you know, you're all my close friends. I think that's definitely, you know, the number one benefit. It's not a stand standout episode, but uh, it's because we recorded, you know, at these locations and we were creating content out there that we got to meet, you know, fantastic people doing cool stuff, so... Like yeah. I remember recording Mylan's episode and then I want to say it was PAX East that we met you at first Yeah, that with been. Sean. I think Sean came, didn't he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I remember like we were in the middle of the floor and it was like all of us just ran up. It might be that picture that you're talking about, Scott. And we all ran up and we're like, yay. And there was like hugs and we were just saying hi. And like, we had really only talked on the podcast at that point. And it was just <laughs> like, that's the stuff that's always really fun to me is the kind of like kickoff to the high energy thing that I know is gonna happen so yeah yeah I, I still remember meeting kate for the first time because she i was giving her like some of my leftover passes and i didn't know if she's yeah. gonna st steal my kidneys or not <laughs> i was like I'm, I'm meeting this this strange girl like outside this hotel and i have no idea like what's gonna happen to me <laughs> yeah I'm gonna no no kidneys were stolen and i was like oh she's actually very nice not yet it's a long con yeah, yeah. <laughs> my kidneys i remember dead when i started it. listening to you guys yeah, do you? Was like before, before I came on the show, I was a, a, a natural listener. That's crazy. <laughs> like that you picked up That's through, cool. um, I think it was the Dragon Age panels. Probably. In the run up oh. to Inquisition. Um, yeah, I was working like a really terrible temp job at a solar panel, like manufacturing company, but in the office. And so I would listen to your episodes while I did like inventory control <laughs> number comparison. Oh, so I went through your entire back catalog in like oh, two no. months. Oh wow. Amazing. Uh, all the way back to number one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I think the Dragon Age episodes are still our most listened to episodes. They are, yeah. yeah. I believe this. I mean I would have to guess. guess. I believe yeah. it. That there's, was some, well, and there's some guests that have like come very close but i think the dragon age stuff is by far the most listened yeah people people kate, like that stuff kate you reminded me and i had completely forgotten this so you know because i met you all and i came on the show like right when i was really starting to get into games like i'd been in for a bit but not and i had launched a game and i learned so much about games by listening to your show 
Yeah, totally. That I oh, listen cool. to hours of the show and I would be like, I have no idea what they're talking about. I have to like go <laughs> Google some acronym or something. Cause I didn't, I mean, cause I've been into games, but I didn't like know all the stuff and like you mm -hmm. all really wrote my education. Oh, thank you. Games. That's cool. I think we're very rusty now. <laughs> In our youth, we're 10 years ago. We you were, guys have we all were, like the VR consoles and everything. Yeah, we were, we were popping off it. 10 years ago, but now we're like yeah. a bunch of old dads. I still remember Aaron's, I've told this story in the podcast several times, but Scott had always wanted to have you on. And we had tried, we tried to find you via the web to have you on after Oxenfree came out and like mm -hmm. he just wouldn't reply to us. And I was like, we can't get a hold. And then all of a sudden I was like sitting next to you at PAX at a dinner with like sissy and a bunch of people and i was like oh my yeah. gosh aaron scott <gasps> i remember that happening yeah, yeah you remember that yeah, i totally remember that yeah yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah and you were so geeked and it was so cute yeah it oh. was really funny and <laughs> I, from that I, day I, forward yeah i played through oxen free i think three times and um one of them was for achievements of course and um <laughs> of course. In, in one of Rocking. the playthrough in one of the one of the playthroughs you had to play through the game without responding to any of the other characters in the game and i was like oh is that terrible because i don't get to listen to her anymore oh. i remember playing through <laughs> yeah the she game. won't talk if you don't tell her to yeah so i remember yeah. playing through the whole game and i was like uh i was like oh you know i heard this because we were you know we were still like always into uh voice acting of course and i was like oh my gosh this game is amazing and like i i thought the performance was really great and i was like we have to find this person and we just kind of like kicked it off from that point um and then like, we were yeah. at i remember being at pax and ash being like this this is that's aaron she's she's an oxen free this is the one scott wanted to talk to you really bad and scott wasn't at pax with us that year i don't think right i think no, we're I don't not think at so. that one no mm -mm. and i was like okay and i hadn't played oxen free i was like yeah sure you know ash gets excited <laughs> about everybody it's great you know and i was like all right but whatever you want to do you know like, just let me know and I'll, I'll be there and he's like yeah he's like she's snow white too and i was like Oh yeah, let's talk to her. Let's get her. whatever we gotta do. <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it worked out. Well, and yeah. then and then I feel like Mylan that you through maybe through Sissy asked me to be part of the the orientation panel at PAX, and that yeah. was a year that like last minute you had to drop, mm, and then yeah. Ash took it over, and I was like, look at this, look at this, yeah. oh this is working out. Yeah, there you go. I know. I felt so bad. I'm like, here, come to my party. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> but you I think all were great. Seattle, right? I think that was Seattle when I you couldn't so. make it that year, and, and yeah, we were all and out that's there. it's still my favorite panel. I love that that exists and that you how you created it. It's it's a great panel. It's it's a very fun panel. We actually uh, we just did it for packs virtual packs this year, which was <gasps> nice. really fun. Yeah, which was completely different. So for those okay. of you who don't know, we do this panel called PAX Orientation also known as how to how to packs and and it's really just for people to kind of understand how to do packs and like how to meet people we usually hold a mixer of course packs you know the virtual packs we weren't able to do the mixer but we had a hashtag <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It's really yeah i feel like part of the orientation panel at least what i my spiel was always talking about like hand sanitizer yeah oh yeah quote unquote, packs plague which is just not funny no anymore. no yeah. oh, my God. no that's yeah. a super important part of the panel is like wearing deodorant although not this time because it was virtual packs so i told everybody they didn't have to wear deodorant <laughs> no, this yeah. time you can do whatever you want 
but yeah, it's always, it's always like wash your hands, eat regular meals, mm-hmm. take yeah. some time Not to yourself. All hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, drink water. Oh, drink water. Yeah. It's always yeah. like these are things you're going to forget to right. do on your first convention. Don't touch people who don't do want to be touched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still, still good advice. <laughs> Just yeah. kind of good life advice when you think about really it. Really evergreen. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, like not in a joking way, but I. I thought that we've been sort of pandemic ready this entire time because of the, <laughs> yeah. because of our PAX regimen, right? Yeah. Well, how many times have you all gotten the PAX plague? Because like I have been so sick, I've had to leave PAX early before. Never. I had to book oh, new plane no. tickets because I was so sick. I got Comic Con plague times. once. Ugh. And that was the only yeah, time I, only I got, got a sick con, at a con. Con flu once. Only once. It was awful. I've gotten a few times, but. I go to a lot of the stupid things, so <laughs> yeah. oh, got sick a few times. Um, He's sharing hot dogs with people. I do, Terrible. just strangers. Do, we do the lady in the this? tramp. <laughs> I grab well, one Ash, side of the hot dog. Ash, <laughs> we did hot pot at PAX East this year oh, right? yeah, yeah. during coronavirus. We had no idea what we were doing. Excuse me. I hope I got full credit for that hot pot because I had to drag Ash to that restaurant the, the year before in Boston. That's right. Because right. Ash is king of let's eat within three feet of whatever hotel we're staying oh, yeah. at. And I was like, dude, there's a whole Chinatown like six blocks away. <laughs> we should walk over there and eat. And it was the greatest food. It, it was, was so good. freaking good. That, I legit almost had a panic attack the next morning. I'm like, it's coronavirus, which we didn't know at yeah. the time. It was Paxi's. Yeah. Ash kept losing his spoon in the soup. Oh my yeah, god! Just, and he was like, "Oh, oh my so god!" Funny. I'm fishing my spoon. Like now, it's like the most disgusting thing ever. At the time, yeah. we we're like, "Oh, this yeah. isn't great," but like we had no idea. I can't believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, was he sure. using his? You were using the spoon you were eating with in the hot pot? I don't even remember. I just remember pot? sweating into the bowl Maybe with like just 20 have, other people. Like, oh my god! <laughs> <And> just like <laughs> flop sweat into the bowl eating. It was oh bad. Oh. It was just. It was just bad. We are yeah. just so lucky. So yeah. yes, Matt, you get all the credit for that. Yeah, uh, the almost good food all. part, not the rest. Of it. <laughs> 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 right, I mean, so we have, it's it's incredible ahead. that no one came that we know came back from that. So oh I yeah, can't believe yeah. It. Yeah, that was like the the week before everything shut down was that convention. And Mm -hmm. it was just uh, a mess. Um, We have a question from Robert Framering up in Alaska. Hey, buddy. Hey, Robert. He says, with new consoles releasing soon, this is for everybody, by the way. uh, What does your day one usually consist of? What may differ this generation than previous? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I'm really getting any day one stuff. I don't have, I don't have. 4k hdr so i'm Wait, kind hold, of hold on though back up yeah. you're the only one of us that ordered it i did <laughs> but i don't know i don't know actually... but i can't speak for everybody here in the show he's the only I was one gonna say scott, you assume scott ash and i the only one who ordered it was ash. right scott and i, I did not ordered the next gen yet yes i was i was unsuccessful and you I'm did impressed. try Man, i didn't even, didn't even open the website <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even flirt with the idea of picking up either one I've of them. I think I've got the new Xbox coming, but I, it's up to my husband if he had gotten the PS5 yet. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I've uh, I've gotten the Xboxes all right around release. This one, I I got it through Amazon, but I got the notification like the next day. It's like, hey, it may not actually ship to you. So I don't know if I'm actually going to get this around launch. Um I'm not, <laughs> for the reason I just mentioned, I don't have a 4K TV or a 4K HDR, a- any of that right now. So I'm not excited. It would be, I would be buying it for the future because I think eventually I will upgrade. Um, 
Also, I have a I just pretty want more frames. I want more frames, man. Yeah. I don't want more more pixels. I want more frames. Gotta get them frames. Yeah. yeah. But can yeah. your TV do more frames? Uh, yeah, I think so. It like, can. I get that 60, ray tracing. I, mean, I I play on the monitor most of the time. I just hook oh, it up to the to the sure. computer monitor here. Yeah. Yeah. I so, live in this room. This is my this is my home. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand that. At I'm least here. until July at this point. So. That's what yeah. we're dealing with. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. Anybody mm. else going to pick it up early or I feel like Robert, Robert, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like we're, <laughs> we're old guys now, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now. <laughs> I'm like a full year behind at least. When, when did that game come out? I don't even know, but I'm, it's a very good game, but that's all I'm playing currently at all. I'm so far behind mm. and I have such a giant backlog that I was like, I can't buy I can't buy a new Xbox or a PlayStation right now. It would be insane. It would be the craziest thing to be like, set it up next to the six-year-old machine that I have to keep playing on because that's where all my games are. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. well, this thing I have. So I do want to say, Robert, you said you got the disk drive. I think that was a wise choice. I do too, mm-hmm. yeah. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, personally, if I were to get it, we would definitely get the disk drive, hopefully with backwards compatibility and mm-hmm. also switching games and whatever. I mean... I don't know. I think you did right, but I have not ordered one yeah. myself. I mean, I'm really tempted with the PS5 because all those exclusives just look beautiful. Like, I still haven't played yeah. Spider-Man because I didn't want to play on, like, an old, my older, you know, launch PS4. So I've been kind of holding out. But, um, you know, and there's, like, Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima that, I, yeah. Yeah, that I need to play. And But this is uh, kind of my thing. Like, I feel like, oh, we're going to get into the release cycle thing. I feel like in two years <laughs> there's going to be another Xbox and another PlayStation. There'll be the Pro, yeah, the Series X one. Pro or yeah. whatever put out. Yeah. And that'll be the one I end up getting because I'll be finally caught up on games <laughs> and I can, like, move to the new system at that point and start playing two-year-old games that came out when the first system launched. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like, I just can't. I can't do it right now. Yeah. It's, hey, it's, what were you gonna say? It's hard to dive in at the start of a of a new cycle, right? Like, I don't know. And I've mostly transitioned to PC gaming pretty much exclusively. Yeah. So, unless Sony announced Bloodborne two, then I'll buy your <laughs> then I'll buy your console. Are you willing it into the universe <laughs> yeah, right now? Yes, right now. I just want to make it known. I'm manifesting Bloodborne yeah. two. <laughs> Sony, please make it happen. Yeah. Did you beat Bloodborne? No. No, I never did either. I got really far. It was fantastic, but it, it, yeah. it got so hard. I just wanted to cry, but I'm not good at any of the Souls games. So it's, it, yeah, I'm just, it, it's beautiful though. I'm just there for the vibes. I love the vibes. Mm. Yeah. You love that g- gothic werewolf. I do. Everything the gothic looks, horror is so yeah, good. It's really, yeah. really good. Uh, next question is from Virtual Julian, who's my old boss. Hi, Virtual Julian. Huh. Uh, he says, 10 years is crazy. Congratulations. What moment didn't go as planned? Oh man, there's a lot. <laughs> right All the of bat. them. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Yeah. I, I think mean, there's. <laughs> Go ahead. I was gonna say I feel like there's there's one interview in particular that we. Uh, yes. Oh. Shall we not can, be we named. can we can talk about it now, man. It's been ten years. It's been. It was. <laughs> this was pretty early on. It's probably first two years. Yeah. Right? So we interviewed Michael Bean from Terminator and Aliens. Mm. Yeah. We had him on as a guest, mm. and. uh it was just the strangest, most uh, uh, like normally we can keep interviews on the rails. And I'll just say that this one instantly went off the rails and had to be heavily, heavily edited by Scott. Yeah. Like there was just yeah. parts, huge chunks that had to be cut out because of the topics that were brought up that were not what we were really supposed to be talking about. 
um, which was kind of a bummer for me because I'm like, I still rank aliens as one of my favorite films of all time. It's definitely in my top five. So to have Michael Bean on, um, you know, was just huge for me as a fan and as a fan of Terminator and stuff too. Um, and to have the interview kind of just be one of those where you're just like, Oh God, uh, was, was a bit of a bummer. So yeah. What other the, ones stand the, out? The real magic was if I think if you go back and listen to it, you would never know. And that was always no. Like you a did proud, a you did an insane like job editing that. Yeah, like yeah. you edited that in a way that, yeah, is magic. That thing you pulled out a lot of that interview. That There's, so if you've ever yes. wondered, <laughs> we do edit our podcast. You'll never see yeah. the light of day. Yeah, never. I don't think the original audio of any of those old episodes exists anywhere. At I don't this think point. it does. I doubt it. So it's gone. Yeah. No one will ever know. Yeah. I don't even remember um, really what was bad about it. It's been so long. I, I have remember. like something oh. stuck in my head, but I, I'm not going to say it out loud. But it wasn't. It wasn't great. <laughs> Um, say you should try and reenact it like a radio play. Oh, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> Nobody's going to play Michael Bean on this side of the, <laughs> the microphone. <laughs> Definitely Did it just get not. really blue really fast? Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't remember what episode it was. I don't think we had anybody mm-hmm. on, but I know we did have one episode that we did not record. No, that oh, happened. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember that what it was lost. early on. Um, and we did a full episode and I, I want to say it was Ash and I, but I can't remember now and, uh, didn't record it at all. Realized we didn't record it at the end of it. And then just said, well, we had a nice chat with each other and, <laughs> and moved on with life. It didn't do an episode. And I don't remember when that happened. Uh, I remember there was one that we lost. Uh, we were, we had an interview with uh, Mike Gamble from the Bioware team who was I think plugging uh, Lair of the Shadow Broker DLC or something like that and we had like an exclusive interview like a phone <laughs> interview recorded the whole thing and the file corrupted uh, and oh, we lost the entire that. interview yeah. but they were cool enough to do it a second time so we like re-recorded nice. the entire interview which is like I think the only time that's ever really happened with a guest like we've gotten really lucky at this point we've had hundreds of people on and like mm. i think that's the only time that um mm. that it, we've lost everything which is yeah. which is really nice yeah so i remember i remember there was one thing that didn't go as planned which was uh at the time i was way into caprica and somehow we got um alexandra torresani to come on the show yes and um i remember I, I didn't you couldn't go <laughs> <laughs> It was so terrible happened yeah i don't remember why you couldn't make it but i remember we set it up just for you because yeah like the biggest alessandra torresani fan (laughs) you weren't there (laughs) yeah because i was like oh my gosh i love this show this is really great it's really awesome i was like let's try to get this person on and then like of course Mm -hmm. couldn't make it and then you had to do the interview and it was on the phone and it was like oh well i mean you soldiered through it of course it was great but um i just it was like a, a dumb moment for me I wouldn't say I wouldn't say every one of these goes bad, but I would say I'm going to say like three quarters of these goes not as planned, which is any um, interview slash like setup thing we do at PAX or Comic-Con or whatever. uh, That's like pre setup that we like set up like weeks in advance before we show up. Mm not all of them some of them go great and they're like wonderful and we meet nice people and it goes wonderfully but a lot of those pre-planned ones tend to be like at times pulling teeth or really really bad interviews or just like you play this game that you'd only like read a blurb about essentially and then you're like oh no like i have to talk to this person for like 15 (laughs) minutes about this and i don't have anything to say at all 
And like a lot of those go that way. And the ones that don't, and a lot of the stuff that makes it to the podcast is usually like the crap we just find while we're walking around or the friends we run into or like what, like all the ones that happen on the fly are like wonderful and great. And all the ones that were like weeks out planning tend to go, mm-hmm. uh, like, do you remember, do you remember meeting the, the game bakers for the first time? I do. <laughs> I do. Cause we, we looked kind of like we do now. We look like yeah. this <laughs> and um, we interviewed them as we always do in the hallway. Right. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, Oh, we're so sorry. We just flew overnight. Yeah. We just got off the plane and they looked, Beautiful. amazing like yeah. like I remember this suit. episode yeah, yeah. they're from they're like yeah. in a suit and like a nice outfit they look like they there was no way they just traveled from france right to mm-hmm. to, yeah, to boston yeah. and we were like we were like so we're like schlubby. like i went two hours to that show like i was went from new york to boston to make it there i looked like i had traveled from you know i don't know japan to make it to that show i was like all <laughs> worn and just broken down and they're like oh we're so sorry i would just demo the game and we're like sure and Man, they were super nice though too they were super nice yeah. fantastic yeah. people but we looked like like this yeah and they yeah were like, mm-hmm. they were amazing and like those are the kind of things like you said that work out right or the things that yeah. just randomly happen yeah there's a lot i guess that don't go as planned like especially at conventions and stuff there's a lot of scrambling and running around like uh, for our listeners that have been listening a long time it's like our show has never been like at one point it might have been like popular for like a, a minute and a half and then it just sort of like it, it has its ebb and flows people listen to it you know but at the same time it's like we're not a, a popular show so it's like you, when you contact someone who's doing stuff and you're like i want to talk to you they're like really do you really want to <laughs> but so we've had to like we've had to really hustle and run around uh to do a lot of these interviews i remember we did we did one in a bowling alley matt and i did uh oh, oh yeah, yeah yeah with uh Milano, right? Yeah, Milano, Vine yeah. True. We did a bowling alley interview. So we've done a lot of like. I left my camera, my two thousand dollar camera. I'm famous for leaving my famous. I'm known by Ash and my wife for leaving my camera at at just weird locations. Realizing it like thirty minutes later when we are no longer there, and then being like, I have to go all the way back across the city because my camera is hopefully still sitting there on the chair of that bar. Uh, and it, it was, was right. Yeah. It was yeah. Lucky. Got all the way back. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's been fun. I think we've yeah. had a lot of a lot more positive experiences than ne- negative oh, for experiences. Sure. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But there have been some some interesting ones. Uh, this one is for the guests. Says for the guests from Haggis McHaggis. Uh, what keeps <laughs> bringing you back to the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, ask that in the right tone. What keeps bringing you back <laughs> to the podcast? Yeah. The money. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> oh, you guys don't get paid when you. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> It's the fame for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the high profile. All the followers. That mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry. This is going to be, be burning us for the yeah. next 15 minutes. It's all right. It's well, okay. I, I would like to bring something up because this actually dovetails perfectly with uh, um, A. Baker and Seven's question. Do they still pay you with pizza coupons? <laughs> and I still have never received any pizza coupons <laughs> I was promised pizza coupons, mm-hmm. um, and so I did register a complaint a few months ago. Yeah, we responded. Yes, I was unsatisfied <laughs> with the response. I mean, still a response. You know, I don't know. Um, I, I, I've known Matt since middle school, and oh, I think God. at some point Matt has tried to 
to pay us in not tried successfully successfully paid us in similar coupons so this is this is kind of like a long-term thing right not just pizza coupons uh i traded a the crow poster to a friend that i owed like 10 bucks or something Uh i gave him like 20 bucks in pizza coupons i haven't always rolled this deep guys i used to be pretty (laughs) poor We, Not we will, serious. It's it's Ash's kidneys, actually. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's when for yeah. The long con. She's just waiting. Oh, right. She's actually in my closet now. Going to pop out <laughs> as the surprise. I will, I will say though. I mean, it's just fun to come hang out with y'all. Like, yeah. it's just really nice to talk mm-hmm. to you guys who host the show, and it's also fun. Y'all listeners have been around since forever, and it's amazing. Like, I know all these names. I've read these names before Mm -hmm. years ago um, and four years. And I think that there's something, like, special about just, like, so for for those of you who haven't met Ash and Matt and Scott, I will say, like, this is exactly how they are and who they are. And (laughs) I'll be honest, like, when I first met them, I was like, there's no way that this is real, right? They're not actually this nice. This is fake. They're <laughs> trying to get one over on me. I don't know what they want. <laughs> they seem totally. so nice. And like, I, as we've established, I've known them for what, eight years now. Yeah. Um, they're just that great. Oh, so, yes. you know, that's, that's the angle. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, like con. going off of, off of what <laughs> Ash said, how you were surprised that people want to come on your show. Well, it's because they want to have a fun conversation. Like oh, I, thanks, I, I've been on the podcasts that I have to go on and they're not always fun to be on. <laughs> and so it's just a joy to, to, to just get to chat with you guys for however long we can, however long you're willing to stay up for. Uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Some of them go long. <laughs> this one's not like to go long. Yeah. It's gonna be like, uh, time to go. But like the uh, show really does feel like hanging out with friends and yeah. it, it's really fun yeah. to come on and hang out with you guys for an hour or two. Ah, uh, that's sweet. Thank yeah. you guys so much. Thank you. The like I said, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, it would not be around if not for you guys chipping in and helping. We very much appreciate it. And I think that like that, that niceness thank you i'm terrible at compliments so i'm just gonna roll right over it but the niceness (laughs) was like sort of intentional from the start like we when we really first started doing anything the whole thing that we kept saying to each other was like we just wanted to be positive and like have fun talking about things and we really didn't care because there was you know not that not that anybody's gonna be surprised by this but the internet likes to be shitty about stuff a lot of times and especially back in the day when it was maybe less uh, terrible, people thought that you could be shitty to things and it was like no repercussions. It was just great, just be shitty to everything. And uh, I think that we just were always like, oh, that's just not fun to us. Like we just never enjoyed that. We wanted to like laugh and have a good time and talk about things we like. And that's why half the time we review stuff, it's like a six-year-old game that, you know, Scott dug out of a game pile to make, get achievements in. And then he was like, oh, it's fun though. And then like we talk about it and have a good time, you know? So I think that's that's always been realistic for the majority of gamers in the world yeah older games like most outlets review things as they come out which of course makes sense but most gamers can't afford to buy games as they come out so well most outlets are trying to make money too sure yes there's a reason for it but i yeah that's what makes you guys so relatable yeah thanks thanks that's fun 
You guys are fun. Yes. Uh, you guys are fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Good oh, this is a little ego, ego booster episode. I needed it. Thank you. Uh, Platinum Fist sent us a question. We've been getting his questions for a long time. Thanks, buddy. He says, what do you think your next convention will be in the post-2020 era? We've been saying this since we started recording again this year. I don't know what it's going to look like, and I don't know if it's ever going to be the same. And I hate to say that. But until I think everybody is vaccinated, you're not going to see, you know, 100,000 bodies on the floor of Comic-Con shuffling around. I just don't think you're going to see it. Um, I think conventions are going to change quite a bit. I think maybe we're going to start to see maybe the next, the next packs next fall, if there is a vaccine, you'll see social distance panels with seats that are far apart um, and some sort of queue system for the games or maybe... Uh, they'll set up a, a, a sort of a, a time that you can go and play games. You can actually register and, and go at a certain time, but I don't think it's ever going to be, well, I don't ever harsh, but ever well, I think is long. Like, yeah. I mean, life will eventually get to some form of normal again, whatever that might be. I agree that like, I, I don't know. I, my take is that I hope that these online conventions don't, keep happening in the same capacity that they do, but they do keep happening as uh, as a bonus to the already existing conventions. Like if Comic-Con comes back and is able to maybe lighten its insane need to have 200,000 people in one spot by having you know panels put online and by having interactive Q and A's and by having like the ability to buy, you know, exclusive toys from some maker that's going to do online exclusives, even though they might have floor exclusives too or whatever, you know, like by being an addition to those conventions, I feel like it lessens that like crazy compulsive human need to like be at the thing that you think you're going to miss out on and that maybe then it isn't quite as bad. So we can start to see conventions come back. Like I, even more than conventions, I'm like desperately missing shows like bands playing live mm -hmm. in a venue like Definitely. i am missing that on a level that i didn't realize i would feel at any point in my life you know like because you have a baby the first year as as some of us know here is like a fucking nightmare and you don't know what's going on <laughs> and you barely go out and everything's yeah. just chaos for like a year mm -hmm. but then when your life starts setting into normal and you're like getting ready to go shows that's like where my life was when the pandemic happened was like right when we were like oh we're gonna start being normal again and oh, then man. this kicked in and it's like, oh my God, I just, I miss going to like one of my favorite venues and having a beer and watching whatever band it is. And like, that's such a smaller scale version of these conventions that I don't know what it looks like when it goes back, but I'm hoping it does in some way. And I'm hoping that, you know, all this stuff that we're learning through the pandemic, like bands doing live acoustic shows and, and all these things that are kind of happening because they're supposed to, or because they have to. I'm hoping that in some way that stuff doesn't just disappear because we eventually get to go back to the venues or the conventions that exist. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm hoping that yeah. that's what the change is, <laughs> not necessarily just like safety changes of like how we interact as people around a bunch of other people, but that like we learn and gain more from this stuff. Yeah. I, I think like in even thinking about like how things I, like, I think before the pandemic, I, I noticed that the conventions themselves were changing right even before we had to stop going to them it seemed like you know from from when we started to kind of when we stopped going i noticed that like kind of the even the, the types of things that you saw on the floor and the you know in the companies that would show up were were kind of changing over time like you started to see you know with the rise of like like mobas and streaming like those 
things are starting to dominate the floor and it's not the same as just walking up to a booth and playing a game, right? You kind of go mm-hmm. for the experience as well. Of course, the indies are still there. And then, um, you know, PAX South started and that was like almost exclusively indies and had a completely different vibe to it, right? So I think even the concept of what you go to the convention for and what you do there was changing. And I think that there's now like an opportunity to sort of rethink what, you know, what a gaming convention could or should be and the types of things that you'd be doing there um, with your time, right? Because I don't know, like standing in the line for three hours wasn't really appealing to us before the pandemic, right? And I don't think like you're going to be able to do it now anyway. So someone has to think of a better way. You have seen, you know, I've seen like Xbox and Steam, for example, do like these virtual conventions where they say, hey, there's 50 games that you can go and demo like for this weekend only. I didn't play you know, more than two of those, right? But like, I think that that's a start, right? But I don't know how you get sort of that hype uh, level up to get people to do that again. But I hope that there's a way to kind of like blend the best of both worlds. Like kind of like you, what you were saying, Matt, that like, you don't want to see bands stop doing those creative things that they were doing, but at the same time, you want to go back to shows. <laughs> Kate. Kate, you okay? <laughs> Good thing I'm so glad Kate had pants on. because. <laughs> No, sorry, I was trying to put my feet up on my desk like All a loser, and it, like, it knocked the crotch, camera right really. off, it, right into my crotch. Sorry, yeah. guys. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I didn't see Kate's window when I was talking. I, I, <laughs> oh, man. I put that gallery no. view on, man. I, I think you put the nail the, uh, nail on the head there, Scott. I think there's going to be lots of changes. And obviously, none of us really know um, what it's going to entail but i also think like you said i think the general nature of conventions was changing pretty rapidly um already i think e3 was changing and people were already questioning if e3 was going to be a thing uh you know for for several years now and uh like uh, pax as well has has changed quite a bit just uh you know the 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 amount of triple a on the floor compared to everything else um it's been it's been different lately so i think it's going to be an interesting next couple years to see and you know like i said we we love these conventions and hopefully eventually it goes back to normal but who knows right yeah yeah i agree that the the silver lining of it all is increasing accessibility to these types of events bringing them online because there is such a huge gap between who Mm -hmm. can go to all especially people like us and and our peers who either have to go for work or are you know it's just easy for them to travel and and to go to all of these events that's just not realistic for everyone right Uh, yeah so i i hope that that online there's a plane going over my house right now (laughs) 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 sounds really close too um i hope that that online events in some capacity continue paired with the in-person stuff because i i also just don't see myself going it's like i can't imagine going to disneyland for two years right at least yeah Yeah. we'll just have to we'll have to host our own really small social distance con one of these years eight people yeah where we (laughs) sit around and play switch and just like toss each other junk food so matt who are the last two people that's my question oh Mm. i know or can you not count lottery i don't know that's a good question Whoever loses the lottery has to come hang yeah. out with us. <laughs> Some You're forced hangout. Yeah. 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 Um, let's jump to the next one. This one's kind of funny. It's, uh, where This is from Sam Skull. Uh, Sam Skull owned, owned the record store that I grew up in, basically, uh, back home. 
Sam, Sam and Debbie own my my like teenage years record store, and I still keep in touch with them. And they are largely responsible for keeping me out of jail as a, a child. So okay. I owe them a lot. Um, where do you find the time and energy to raise a family, play games, and create a long running successful? I love that part. I don't know about successful and <laughs> professional produced podcast full of enthusiasm and love for the subject matter. I think that goes for all of us. Just how do you find the time? to do all of it because all everybody here is doing quite a lot and especially this year in particular um anyone want to jump in first (laughs) i mean for face we're all silently (laughs) suffering actually is the real answer i have the answer you don't do it all like that's Mm -hmm. and i think that that's the thing that i finally figured out because i thought i was gonna have to do everything and i and i I have a six-year-old at home who's like in kindergarten virtually and, you know, a full-time job plus also trying to, to write and do some other things. Um, some ridiculousness. I can't even get into it right now, but <laughs> I'm just, I think that that's the thing. You can't do it all. So it's mm-hmm. like, you got to pick your moments and do the Agreed. things that you can. And, you know, you commit, like you all committed to this show and you kept it going. So that was like everything else kind of falls around it right yeah yeah i think piggybacking on that uh piggy banking piggy banking backing backing thank you i'm very tired Uh, piggy banking (laughs) you put some money in the slot (laughs) piggy bank saving some change on that yeah no but uh you know i i agree it's really hard to do uh, a bit of everything and uh i found myself guilty of that and anytime you try and and do a little bit too much everything else just kind of falls apart um i think for me it's always been i always feel better when i produce content for na than i do for any like of the other like real life work that i do (laughs) (laughs) so like if i do something really fun or like do a really great interview or or put something out there that i really enjoy doing it's for me it's better than like writing copy or like doing you know, something that I have to do for my job, or even when I was teaching, it'd be more fulfilling for me than, than doing a really kick-ass lesson. Um, and that's probably why, you know, I, I've stuck with it for, for 10 years now. It's just because for me, it's, it's my creative outlet and it's, um, and I still find excitement in doing it. And, uh, you know, I would do it more if I could, but it's like right now, it's like my bandwidth is what it is. So I do it as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. True story. I think that it comes and goes like it goes in waves a lot of times, especially for the podcast. I think we've been at moments where we were, you know, multiple times a week doing stuff together and cranking things out and like trying to write or record or do interviews or whatever it might be. And Ash, to his credit, is a huge driver on on the interview part of it, especially like he puts a lot of these together and gets a lot of this stuff coordinated. Mm-hmm. Scott does a lot of editing. I used to do stuff. I quit like a long time ago. I'm really <laughs> just a figurehead at this point. I show up, I say some words and I leave. Um, <laughs> but I think that I think really uh, learning that lesson that you're talking about, Mylan, has been hard for me. Like a big part of the podcast was not that anybody knows about this, but Scott and I used to be in a band and uh <laughs> Oh, when we yeah go when, on when we broke up it was shortly before this podcast started it was like you know probably maybe a year tops but probably closer to like months really um and when the band broke up it was really hard for me because i'm very good at doing something like a hundred thousand percent but i'm not very good at not doing anything or doing multiple things i'm mm-hmm. very bad at doing multiple things 
And so when the podcast kicked off, it was very easy for me to be like, well, this will just be the thing I have now and like start trying to do that full time as much as I could outside of work. And like that learning that like, oh, you can't always and life will change and things will change and you need to like pick the things you want to do and focus on and, and whatnot. And I agree with Ash when I do get to do stuff on the podcast, when we do get together and record or, you know, whatever it is other than working on the website, which I hate, uh, is <laughs> I love it. Like, it's my favorite thing to do. Like, that's I'd rather be doing this than a lot of other things. You know, I'm happy to be ditching the debate tonight to go and talk to you guys and hang out here and have fun with everybody on this on this episode. So I think it's like that lesson of like learning what to pick and choose and how to balance and how to drop things that are not going to be things you're great at or that you don't maybe really want to do at the end of the day. You know, it's like they say when you flip a coin and it comes heads or tails, you know what you really wanted either way because you'll either hate the result or you'll love it. <laughs> like <laughs> you're like tails, God damn it. It's like, well then do the other thing. That's what you wanted to do. <laughs> like don't pick the thing you hate. So, so yeah. I feel like we've always sort of treated this podcast like a band, like sort of the way that we approach different situations. And I mean, certainly the way that we <laughs> conduct ourselves at conventions because Matt and I've had our fair share of uh, non-positive run-ins with bands and other you know, no. situations like, no. you know, club owners and things like that too. Right. So I think that we've tried to carry a lot of that forward. Um, and I think that, you know, being in a band, doing the podcast again, like the, the key is like consistency or at least trying to be consistent. Right. And so I think that, um, uh, you know, where do you find the energy? You don't, but when it's like a passion project, then you, you find a way, I guess maybe yeah. that's the answer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and even if like you know, I was really hard on myself for a while because there was a gap of like a couple of months here and there that we didn't do stuff, and it's like, well, hold on a second, like we're not getting paid for this. Who gives a fuck if there's a gap? <laughs> like, who's gonna <laughs> fire me? Like, there can be a year gap and then the show could come back. Yeah. So it's like I was really, I was like really, oh, I can't believe there's a gap because like we and for a while we pride, we really, we were really every week. Yeah, we for like I don't know five or six years, it was crazy. Like mm-hmm. we just did not miss. We did not miss any, but then we all had kids and we all moved and like, it, it just wasn't a reality, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have to, you know, it, it doesn't break, doesn't break things. Like you, the show can still go on even if things are different and it might not be as consistent. Cause it's like, you know, it's like very few people make money podcasting. That's not what yeah. it's for. You know, it's like, it's, you do it because you love it. Not because you want to like, you know, roll in podcast bucks, which is, you know, <laughs> there's maybe, maybe 50 people on the planet that actually do that. So. Can we talk about your sponsor now? Yeah. <laughs> Squarespace is sponsored. the... <laughs> We're sponsored by please somebody dear god <laughs> sponsor yeah. this yeah for real uh, well, you know ash you made me think of something uh so i've been trying to do some of the adobe max uh, stuff I have this too. week yeah it's cool and mm-hmm. i i saw roxanne gay and debbie millman's um panel the other day which was amazing if you have a chance to go watch it go watch it but roxanne was talking about this uh, ta- talking about first of all She's only become full-time writing, like it's quit her day job, like very recently for yeah. the past few years, which I thought was amazing because I've known who she was for a very long time. But also she talks about like this work that you do outside of work. It is work. It's still mm-hmm. work. Like whether it's your day job or whether you get paid or not, that doesn't mean that it's not work. And that also it's important to like give yourself a break and rest and, and, and that that's part of the process too, you know, 
um, right before quarantine happened, I finished the first draft of my first novel and yeah, which was amazing. Right. And then quarantine happened. I was like, Oh, I don't feel like doing this. You yeah. know? <laughs> I've done one revision. I have to do another one. But, but you know, the, I, I used to think that I had to have this certain process that where it was like, Oh, you sit down and you start writing. And so, no, I need to sit down and like, mess around on the internet for like mm-hmm. at least an hour before I start writing. Oh, and, yeah, at least. Right? Kate? Like, <laughs> yeah. right. But like for a long time, I thought, well, that's not okay. And then I realized, wait, that's part of my process. That's how I'm able to do it. So, you know, giving yourself a break or, or whatever it is to like fill, fill your cup back up so that you're able mm-hmm. to continue is good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The, the human body is like not a machine made to produce right. content or or whatever <laughs> right <laughs> what's the point animal. anyway yeah, yeah you're <laughs> just an animal living in the world who uh has the magic of consciousness so yeah it, you say magic <laughs> i say curse it's the, the curse, same thing the curse yeah <laughs> the, the curse of consciousness but yeah it's been really it's been really weird like even outside of the coronavirus 2020 was the year i promised myself it was going to be the year of no i was going to start saying no to huh. things uh because i i had completely overcommitted myself just like uh my day job is very demanding and and quite stressful especially last year was probably the worst like working year I've ever had it was very very stressful and then trying to do that while writing books on the side like I don't even have kids but I was totally worn out so I came into 2020 saying like I'm going to say no to the things that do not bring me happiness and fulfillment and I'm only going to do the things that I want to do um and I, I feel all things in the world aside, like in my personal life, I feel a lot happier and more fulfilled and less crazy, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good advice. I mean, I need and the to, kids I need thing to aside, like <laughs> the kids thing aside, like overcommitting, you know, pre kid when I would overcommit and I would be, you know, performing a bunch and writing and working and, you know, doing the podcast and traveling and like, you can get, as equally it's a different tired for sure but like you can be as equally worn down and burned out yeah regardless of your family situation or anything else and like saying no to stuff is amazing it's like my favorite saying no is great everybody should say no to more mm-hmm. things the more. rush of <laughs> saying no it feels it's incredible yeah. oh yeah <laughs> so you always feel like you're gonna get like hammered for saying no to things and a lot of times people are just like oh okay like if you're cool about it and you're like no i you know i can't i can't commit to this i wouldn't get it done or whatever it might be I think people would rather hear that than like, have you fail to get something done or like burn out or whatever right. it might be. Right. Yes. I don't know. Uh, here's a good one from a Baker N seven. Hey buddy. Hey. He says, uh, <laughs> ten, 10 years, hundreds of episodes, dozens of conversations, amazing guests. What is the most unexpected benefit or life change that came from doing nerd appropriate? Wow. Um, I'll say this, uh, I wouldn't have a career without the show. Um, a couple of the interviews actually landed me my first game job. My very first game job, it was for a Dungeons and Dragons game. And during my interview, they whipped out a camera, pointed it at my face and said, I want you to interview the developers right now. And it was for a community management position. And that was one of the strangest interviews I've ever sat through, <laughs> but being, having already done at that point in many, many interviews for Nerd Appropriate, it tapped into that skill set and helped me nail that position, uh, which really changed my life. And I still use um, 
everything that I've learned on the show from audio editing to mm -hmm. uh, Adobe Photoshop to just people skills and all that stuff that I've done with Nerd Appropriate for a decade, it all has, for me, it, it really applies 100% to community management and games. It's like the exact same skill set. Um, and, uh, and, but the, the, beyond that, beyond like right now, like my wife had to quit teaching because of coronavirus. And so like my games job is all the money that we have. Like if I did not have this skill set, we would not be eating. So it's like that, that is an amazing benefit. But at the same time, I think along the way over the past decade, the, the people that I've met along the way, like you guys in here, um, and, and I've just made so many great friends and just unbelievable memories over the past decade that I would not have without the podcast. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but it's entirely true. Like the bulk of my memories for the past 10 years have been like silly shit I've done at conventions or like great vacations mm -hmm. I've gone on. And like, I'm wearing this like Twin Peaks shirt that I got with Kate and with Mylan when we went to Twin Peaks uh, out, out in Washington, just as like a day trip. And like that- That's amazing. Yeah, it was like, that's like, I have such beautiful memories of like those experiences. And those are all born out of like this silly audio show. So it's um, it's a huge part of, you know, it's it's something I do, but it's also a huge part of who, sort of who I've become. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's super special to me. And like, you know, I'll probably keep doing it as long as people tune in <laughs> as long as there's as long as a baker and seven is listening i'll keep i'll keep doing this right. <laughs> scott you want to go i i was gonna say i i i sort of agree with what ash said right like i think the the most unexpected benefit is like the friendships right it's like you it's like attuning yourself to the force for the first time of taking your first step into a much larger world right like being a part of the sort of like the game industry circle in like a very small way like being able to meet people that you otherwise wouldn't meet friends that i never would have had like if we had not been doing this right like i think those are the kinds of things that i didn't really expect to get out of this like you know when we started the podcast you just think like or for me you know i was like oh we're just gonna get free games and you know we're gonna get to go to conventions for free and up that and achievement account yeah that too um <laughs> but um it turned out that the you know the benefit or the reason for doing this is something sort of much more like interpersonal, right? And like, um, it's it's good for the soul, right? Like that's not, um, you know, something that I would expect to get out of this. Like, I think, you know, early on we were like, hey, if this helps all of us get cool jobs in the industry, then that that's awesome. And like, you know, like in some ways that has, that has worked out, right? Of course, with like, with Ash and for myself for like a little bit as well, but uh, you know, certainly the, um, the friendships, right? Like in like the, just kind of the experiences that you get to be a part of, I think is the, is the best part of doing this. Right. And the, also just having an excuse to say like, Hey, we're going to get together and just hang out for a little bit. Like, I don't know mm -hmm. that you'd be able to be as uh, regular about doing that. If you weren't saying we're just going to record it. Right. Because when you record it, then it has to be a thing and everybody has to be there, which is great. Yeah. I, uh, all of that for sure. Like, it's like, you know, the friends you make, for me i'm not like i was never I, ne I didn't get into this for games for one so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i remember having arguments with scott nash early on and being like if you just want this to be a fucking mass effect podcast just do it it's fine <laughs> i don't want to do that uh and that was always kind of the 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 thing i was like i'm more interested in like 
pop culture as a whole and like all these other things that we we like and do movies and tech and whatever else it might be music even on occasion and um so for me it wasn't like oh i want to get into the industry or do anything like that it was just kind of like i don't know ash and scott are very much like my people that you know had this podcast not existed other than ash and i who are forced through family to be around each other <laughs> we may have like you know faded away a little as crazy as it sounds scott and i have been friends since you know the early 90s and it's like you know we've been in bands and all this other stuff we went to we've lived together you would think like oh you guys would never really fall apart but we have other friends that are in that same exact group yeah. that we don't yeah. talk to you know like a lot or at all really sometimes right. so like to me it's a reason for me to get together with these guys and stay together and like keep talking it's a reason you know when i meet aaron or mylin or kate to keep talking to y'all and not lose contact over time because it's just nature like it's just kind of the way humans work we form new groups and we form smaller circles and sometimes other people fall out and you don't keep in touch with them as well and that's okay there's nothing wrong with it but this has been such a way for me to expand that circle and to just keep people in my life that i otherwise might not have at, at all times so I think that's easily the the most unexpected benefit that and then the exclusive signing we just did with Deezer Network for our <laughs> podcast for Deezer $10. We got $10 from Deezer for exclusive oh, rights. Wow. I can't wait. Deezer. <laughs> Worst name ever. Um hey, Baker and 7 also asks are there any more of those shirts that Mylin was wearing and how can I get one? Oh man. Uh, we made Did you burn the box that you had of them? Yeah, no, I have like send me your size andrew i think i have like six xls <laughs> so if you're xl or xl then you have one i'll send you one out in canada oh that is awesome i'm glad you're getting a shirt i'm wearing mine right now so i'm glad Where? yeah so andrew i'm glad that i wore it and tweeted a picture and um i also have to say like this show has really affected my life profoundly like it's oh. it, you know the connections with you all and the and and the other people that I've met through doing this show like indirectly got me my job which indirectly has it impacts where I'm living right now like there's so much there's so much and and um i think Matt you're right when you say that about like that kind of reason to to stay in touch and to keep connected because like i'm garbage at keeping in touch with people yeah. It doesn't mean I don't I love you any less, but like it's not good. But but the fact that we have this reason and this opportunity to get together and you know, like Aaron and Kate, I haven't seen y'all in a long time. And here we are. It's wonderful because it's like I don't know. So there is something really special about making it official and making it real and getting together. Yeah, and hopefully people enjoy listening to us ramble on, you know, when we get together and talk about stuff. <laughs> I think some people do. It always freaks me out because, like, I send this to Matt and Scott sometimes. You'll check the analytics and it'll be like, so, you know, somebody in Easter Island listened to the show or, like, in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in the Philippines. Yeah, That's you're really like, cool. why, why is someone out there listening to the show? Hi, Easter laugh. Island. <laughs> we, like, we rarely ever look at numbers or analytics because yeah. we're not really doing this for that specific reason at all times, but... Every once in a while, I'll look and I'm like, "Oh, holy shit!" <laughs> a bunch of people listen to that yeah. one. Did I yeah, say anything a... weird in that one? Yeah. I said something you weird. You probably in that did. One. I do have to say, there's this weird island out in the 
northern Canada, Saskatchewan. Is that how you say it? Saskatchewan? Sounds right. <laughs> uh, there's like, we have a bunch of listeners that are on an island out there. I don't know if the analytics <gasps> are wrong, but I always That's check. So cool. I don't know who they are. If you're one of our island Canadians, <laughs> please reach out and let us know why. Island Canadians. <laughs> In non COVID times, you guys should go out there and have I like know. A, a meetup. You have I a have, whole town. I have amazing. a good friend. Halifax is that near it? Is it near Halifax? I don't know. It might be. I have to well, check. I believe I it's check. like a group of friends who all get hype on Nerd Appropriate when it drops. Oh my I god! I know why oh, I know cool. about Saskatchewan because there's a Hamlin in it with my last name. Oh really? Ooh. Yeah. Really? Karen. Karen is like Smith apparently in Canada. From <gasps> are they your cousins, Matt? Might they be. might be. Maybe it's my cousin, my distant cousins. Canadian. So found me if on you're the related to Matt, tweet me. <laughs> tweet. <laughs> tweet Mylan. <laughs> <laughs> tweet me tweet my well, clearly please. they're not interested in connecting with you <laughs> yeah, I know. well they I'm probably listened to the now. podcast and they were like yikes <laughs> no thank you let's talk dirt about matt just tweet me. <laughs> i'm an actually, open book mylan what do you want to know <laughs> it's actually a good transition to the next one uh this is also from haggis mccaggis he says which episode do you wish could be erased from existence uh i say the first one because we recorded oh, it in this no. room that i'm in now and uh, I think it was on a snowball mic that all it of was. us like crowded around and shouted yeah. into. What's wrong with that? Oh, yeah, I dude, like that one. Those first ones are pretty rough. They are. That's what's great about them. They're yeah, terrible. They're a little rough around the edges. There are some like um, live streamy ones we did too. Mm-hmm. Like early on, the first like 10, we would live stream them like 10 years ago. I don't even know what platform it was. It was live Twitch. Justin, Justin TV? It was no, just, it wasn't Justin TV. It was, literally, it was literally live stream was the name of the company live stream wow. and we did that and it was actually it was kind of fun we had like some you know a handful yeah. of people watching we had like friends that would watch and like yeah like make fun of us while we were doing it I, like we always laugh at how weirdly bleeding unintentionally bleeding edge we were like i moved <laughs> to new york a year into doing the podcast and we were just like well i guess we'll keep doing it and like so we just figured out how to do it remotely and like early on it was like the jankiest version of skype recordings that we could do and then and then like we just everything we did was always like oh we'll just do this however we figure like we feel like we can pull it off so it was always like live streaming i remember we were set up in my house with uh like some webcam Mm. and then i had i think two computers running one to live stream us and one to record the show it was bizarre everything we did was just like completely hacked together however we could figure out how to hack it together. it's always kind of been that way now i feel like we finally caught up and like, you know, with zoom and everything, it just makes having guests infinitely easier. Yeah. So the, you know, to the point where we're doing things now that we literally could not do even two years ago. So I'm like trying to look through, there's one episode, apparently number like nine, I forgot to use the, <laughs> the microphone. <laughs> like the, like the snowball wasn't working or something. And it, and it just says, Matt forgets the mic and it apparently recorded on like my laptop. <laughs> I can only oh, wow. imagine it sounds like just the worst thing in the world. Oh, we talked about Doritos Crash Course. Oh, a fun time. It's a brilliant game. Uh, it's a fantastic game. Yeah, it was a good game. And then, uh, oh boy. Okay, I'm not reading this whole description. Um, <laughs> it's bad. Uh, so, so that one, I'll say that one. I'm going to erase that one from existence. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of the older ones is, I guess, the answer to that question, Haggis. Um, I think it's so funny though, because it's like you can literally hear us trying to figure out what the hell we're doing and talking about. Like we were absolutely early, early on, we were ripping off basically like totally rad show and 
there was something else that we liked a lot and like anything on g4 we were just kind of ripping off the existing video game and like pop culture shows as hard as we possibly could and then uh and then you know i don't know then we stopped ripping well, yeah. off as much <laughs> we were we were you know we were putting the music like musical interludes as breaks and i that was something that i got from npr i was like yeah oh, that's, NPR. that's kind of a, a convenient way to break up one topic and go to another topic right so we were kind yeah. of like picking and choosing things that we liked we weren't stealing things we were just picking and choosing yeah, things whatever. that we liked yeah, yeah. borrows format's still up in the air 10 years later it's like what are we doing yeah um this is from Aaron. Thanks for the question, Aaron. <laughs> uh, what piece of podcasting advice would you give yourselves 10 years ago when you first started out as Baby Nas? Baby Nas. This is, so this, I couldn't decide which version of this I wanted to ask you guys, but maybe you can answer both. And one yeah. is if you could like time travel to you guys, like huddled around that mic and be like, this is what you got to do. <laughs> Episode one, this sure. is our advice to you. Or... Yeah now today if someone came up to you and they're like hey i'm starting a podcast with my friends what mm. advice do you have for me on day one i don't yeah. know if they're different if it was, oh they're definitely different if it was time traveling i can tell you right now i would go back and i'd say don't call it nerd appropriate call it anything <laughs> else just anything give it like a nonsensical name that has nothing to do with any context or words yes. or anything at all call it that and then we'd be like oh really yes. why i know that because there's another podcast that's coming out like around the same time <laughs> yeah. they're gonna be way bigger they will be the reason you have freddie prince jr one day but also they won't <laughs> they'll overrun you because they have money and backing this. but oh, we don't yeah. know that for sure we feel like that's probably how that Possib happened, but possibly we don't know amy sure. acker also right possibly amy we, acker, we yeah. think that a couple of our larger guests mistook us for nerdist and came on our oh, show yes. oh my okay. god because they thought yeah right. yeah okay yeah. i was like there's another show called nerd appropriate oh no yeah. there is one called nerd approved nerd remember approved. found one oh, other yeah, site I remember or something that. yeah, yeah. Uh, the other NA. i think we would just leave nerd off of it and it's not that we think nerd has like some negative terrible context it's just that it got it got like driven into the ground so fast after after we were like what a witty name it's yeah. like <laughs> we, we like did that and then like a year later we we're like oh god everything's nerd yeah <laughs> like everything yeah. in existence is nerd it, it we, happened we quickly went, we went through a lot of names in we trying did. to figure out how to name it i think that's just like we, i don't know i, I don't want to say we gave up but like I think that was the best one. At I the remember time. laying in your living room on your floor yeah. and you were like pacing, writing things down and we were just yelling names out at each other until we landed on something we liked. Uh -huh. You guys well, remember when the people have trouble spelling appropriate. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh God. Appropriate. Yeah. It's so long too. It's such a long name. No, yeah. listen, my company's name is gorgeous robot and people can't spell gorgeous. gorgeous. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know this when I made it, but like they just can't. The side benefit, though, I do type appropriate very fast. It's like a right. word that's just mess like go. muscle memory for me. Yeah. I just type it immediately fast. Um, but yeah, my 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 time travel advice would be uh, don't use your name. My advice to people now would be uh, just you know do it. Like just, like I think people get too hung up on the on this notion that like you have to make money or you have to find sponsors or you have to like figure out how to like bootstrap a podcast and like podcasts literally if you really wanted to would cost about $12 a month and that's the total barrier to entry to doing a podcast like our hosting site is Simplecast they cost literally $12 a month that is all you pay to host your podcast you don't have to have a website anymore because it's like barely relevant to anybody listening to a podcast 
and then like just put we started with a snowball mic initially and then we moved to freaking rock band mics we had usb rock band mics that we used to record and they sounded fine ish like they weren't great (laughs) but they sounded okay and then you throw it in GarageBand, which is free if you have a MacBook or like, uh, what is it, Audacity, Audacity. On, on Windows. Mm-hmm. And you throw a filter on it and you edit it and you put it out. And it's like, it costs nothing. So if you've got a thing you want to chat about with your friends, just do it. Like, who cares? And, and put it out. Don't overthink the beginning of it because it's not going to be what you want a year in. You're going to want to do something else anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. I think if I were to travel back First of all, I would shit my pants if I heard that I was still doing it 10 years later. I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, it's serious? I'm 40? <laughs> <laughs> I've never done anything for 10 years. Um, yeah, I would I would lose my mind. But uh, also just, uh, you know, sticking with it. And I think uh, who you choose to do your show with is is more important than the content itself because unless you can properly communicate with those people uh you just won't you won't last you have to have the, the same amount of passion for what you're doing and the you have to have a lot of respect for the people that you do your show with because inevitably you're going to have to be spending a lot of time working on stuff with them and you're going to have to have a lot of respect for their space and their time as well so i think that that is uh, paramount i think that's incredibly important um and also I think what Bass said about equipment is, is hundred percent correct. You don't need like right now we have like, we all have ridiculous audio setups that I don't really believe are hundred percent necessary. It's just kind of fun to be like, check all this shit I bought. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I think who you do it with is, is more important than what you do it about, because I think a good podcast doesn't have to be about anything. It's just about the voices that you're hearing and how enthusiastic they are about what they're talking about. Uh, Cause I listen to some ridiculous ass podcasts that uh, are just fun because the people are fun. So mm-hmm. Scott, you know anything? Oh, it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. I always, um, I always sort of like, I, I liken so many aspects of my life to the movie UHF. And I think of the mm-hmm. podcast, like even in the same way, right. Which is like, you know, we're, we, you know, basically we're scrappy. Like if you're starting a podcast, just be scrappy, like just figure it out. Like, just kind of deal with the changes and like one day you just kind of hit that point where everything clicks right you, you figure out what you want to do and like kind of what you want the identity of the show to be and how you want to um you know present yourselves to you know to an audience right and then you just kind of like let it be out there right and then see what the reaction is um but you you like you know like you guys said you just have to do it right you just have to do it and then be consistent that's the other that's the other key to doing this but it doesn't really matter you know if if the equipment is good because you can polish that up right and the only you know the only thing I struggle with which is like if somebody was starting a podcast now like something that has always been weird to me is kind of that change that happened at the conventions where it was like we would be meeting people and it's like oh what podcast are you with and then it became like oh what's your um what channel do you stream on and I was like oh we're you know we're a podcast still so is that is that okay to still do a podcast like we don't stream is that all right you know so um I don't know. I guess it's like podcasting is kind of like seems cool and then not cool again. And it's really hard to figure out, but like, this is what we like to do. So we're just going to keep doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, I don't know. 10 years, it's been a long time. (laughs) So much advice, I guess you get, I guess if people were to ask, it'd be, it'd be similar. I have given people podcast advice, um, 
you know, over the years, people have asked me about equipment and just about, and the thing I always say is it, you guys have already said it, but consistency is, is really key, especially early on, you know, setting up a cadence for everything and, and putting out that content. And once you, you know, you start putting it out there and you have a, a body of work, then it'll, it'll, you know, feel nice and natural and smooth. <laughs> I'll also say, I remember like we started so early in this. If you were trying to do this as a business, you probably shouldn't listen to me. You should look at your analytics on occasion and make smart decisions around <laughs> those numbers that you're seeing. But we started this so early, there weren't really analytics. I remember I was like pulling raw data off of like our servers essentially to figure out how many people were downloading the podcast and stuff. So like super early on this, like there was no businesses at all around podcasting. And then when Nerdist started to explode and you know, like Earwolf had their network. And then of course, when NPR did serial or whatever, and it was like, all of a sudden podcasting was the greatest thing ever created. Then like all these startups and businesses formed. So now it's like, it's just so easy to do now. Just do it. I mean, I, there's just really no, you can like podcast with like your phone. It's, it's insane how easily you could do it if you really wanted to. So yeah, that's very true. Say, just do it. Very true. Uh, we have a little shout out here from Cloglip. Congrats, gentlemen. 10 years is an awesome milestone, and I've loved watching the show grow and change during that time. Thank you for hundreds of hours of entertainment. You're welcome, man. Yeah. He is a, a longtime listener. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went on his podcast. Uh, he does a podcast about animal behavior because he is an animal <laughs> trainer. And yeah. I went on his animal <laughs> behavior so cool. podcast. Yeah, it was, it was super fun. I talked sort of about uh, teaching kids and how it's similar to teaching animals <laughs> I, think, I actually i would think i'd add really quick on that note that one thing we struggled with a lot early on and then just eventually we're just like we just liked what we were doing we like talking to each other so it didn't matter anymore was like niche like figuring out what the thing was that we like fit into and i think some of the times we drew towards it seemed like we drew towards dragon age and mass effect because it was a niche that we would like get response on all of a sudden um, but at the same time, it was something that we all really liked. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like we were like searching for something that we didn't actually gel with. But like, I always love when I hear that, when I hear like people's podcasts that are about such a weirdly specific thing. And I'm always like, wow, really? And they're like, yeah, I just love old Japanese knives. And you're like, and that's what you talk about. And they're like, yeah. And you're like, that's fucking great. Like more of that, please, I guess, mm -hmm. you know? So like, there's just so many big interview podcasts out there. Like I, I do your little niche podcast, do something about whatever it is. It's like that one panel at Comic-Con that's always on the last panel on Sunday in San Diego's ball ball joint doll collectors. <laughs> it's every fucking year for 20 years. Last page, last panel, ball joint doll collectors. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and why is it here every year? But I'm sure they have a podcast too. They probably do. We got to find gets, it. Uh, we got sponsorships. We got to find it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to keep everyone for uh, forever and ever. So let's just jump to one of our signature questions. What if everybody does one of the questions? Can anyone, can anyone see the show notes? Is everyone have to we can ask them too if you, you can't see them. You need to give me permission to see oh, the show notes. Oh, you blocked the Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's only five questions though. Do you have a sixth one you can riff up there, Ash? Uh, yeah, sure. These are our lightning round questions, aren't they? Mm -hmm. From over the years. They are. 
I think that's enough. Okay, so we're all going to take one of these. Is that how it's going to work? You can you can ringlead, Ash. Why don't you ask each person one, and then you have to answer. Okay. You need to put a sixth one in there for oh, yourself, or okay. I'll find one for you. Okay. I'm ready. Oh, I know what. I'll, I'll ask your sixth one. I've got. I've got. <laughs> oh no! Is this the eyeballs on your testicles or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for those. Um, okay, oh. real quick anecdote. One year at Comic Con, Matt was just like, "Fuck it." And he wrote down like the most disgusting questions, like, like if your pubes were seven feet no, long. No, no, no. Hold, you... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That is not what that was. It was there sort were, of a. There it was so sort gross. of a. It was a nerdy riff on a would you rather with a really gross. Yeah. Thing that would. I'll, I'll do it to Ash. It'll it was like question. if you could teleport. Hey, stop! Stop making up fake ones. All right. I'll, that was a real one. I know what the teleport one was. Maybe that'll be the one you get. I don't okay. know. You okay. have to think about it. Okay, so let's go ahead and we'll do uh, Scott. This one's for you. Okay. Would you get along with a 15-year-old version of yourself? Uh, I would say yes. I mean, I, Matt and I have known each other since we were like 13, I think, and I don't. We still get along now, so I would assume that we would, that I would get along with my. So I don't know. It's like the transient property of getting along with people, I, I think somehow it would work. So I'm going to say yes. You would get I'm, along I, yeah, with young Scott? I'd have I think another... Scott would get along with young Scott. I don't know that young Scott would get along with old Scott. <laughs> you don't think so? I think you'd no. think you're nerdy. You were way like, <laughs> you were nerdy, but it was a different kind of nerd. You were like a, you were like a middle school goth nerd or high school goth nerd. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Scott yeah, used to have a... shaved head with the dark is, haired and is this when you all played vampire the masquerade yeah yeah, yeah right around yeah. I, had, I, had, nice. I had the, the butt cut and then i had mm -hmm. um i love it i, I oh, wore a trench coat cut. before um i had the trench coat before oh, like it was like not a good not, thing to not wear good it. to wear trench coats oh, <laughs> my God, yeah. about a year before a year or two before yeah, it was a little dicey i was also i was also building uh a map of my school in doom not because i was like angry at my school but just because i it yeah. was like the only you could. facility that I could like yeah. memorize, and then all that other stuff happened. I was like, "No, <laughs> yeah. delete all of this." Yeah, so that was yeah. But I, maybe, maybe sure, I would. You'd probably, probably like. I mean, you'd like each other, but I think you'd be like, "Huh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I all right. Make some changes. <laughs> Kate, Kate, what is the first movie you remember seeing in the movie theater? Oh my god, probably The Lion King. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. When did that come out? 93? Yeah, probably 93. Yeah, so I would have been six. Mm. Respectable. That hurts. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, 2019. No, uh, 94. <laughs> 2019. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Aaron, this one's for mm. you. What is the coolest thing you've ever found on the side of the road? Um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> great question. I'll talk slowly while I think of my answer. <laughs> is oh, you know what? This year, during lockdown, I went on a walk with my dog, and across the street, just like a couple houses down from mine, um someone had tossed a bunch of like furniture out on the curb in a one of those moves where you're like i don't really have a dumpster to throw this away in, so i'm just gonna put it on the street and hope it disappears mm -hmm. kind of moves but there is a chair in there that looked like 
a beautiful like mid-century modern z chair which is just this really Mm -hmm. classic looking chair um and i fell in love with it from a distance and i was like on my way back oh no that chair and on my way back it was gone (laughs) it felt like a mirage and i i'm still not convinced Uh it was actually there Uh, yeah i think that has to be the coolest thing good almost got it too can i say i actually got my desk that i'm using right now from this from the side of the road and it was like it's this big like do you know the big tanker desks the old government ones but Mm -hmm. it's made out of wood and it's all like roughed up and awesome and then two years later um i had become friends with these people and they came to my house and they were like uh that's our desk (laughs) (laughs) and the the husband of the couple he was like oh my god my wife made me get rid of this desk i'm so glad you got it (laughs) oh good so good oh man you should have been like and these are your underwear (laughs) (laughs) ash do you store your underwear in your desk yeah i (laughs) you don't even want to know it's all sorts of creepy stuff um mylan you're stranded on a desert island and a small box washes up on shore. What is inside that box? Question. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gwyneth Paltrow. She'll never Seriously, live it. Anytime. What's in the box? That is the only answer to what's is, in the box. Is Gwyneth Paltrow's head. All yes. right. How are you going to use that skull to escape? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how is this helping you? Are you going to break her hair? It washes up on shore. It's not there to help me. That's true. It's there to taunt me. Are there yeah. like just just boxes of, of goop products also <laughs> coming to shore? Because <laughs> that could be helpful, maybe. Goop products. Maybe. Oh, Stones will help you. Oh, this is like the, the, the Tom Hanks and Wilson, the, the coconut. Oh, he's a volleyball. Volleyball. Yeah. The coconut. Yeah. coconut. <laughs> that thing you do. It's been it's been a long time. <laughs> oh, good one. Uh Matt. The yes. perfect pizza is one topped with what? I have multiple answers for this. Is that okay? Yes. <laughs> there's the pizza. I've talked about this before on the show. I'm positive of it because I think there's no way I haven't. But when you go to a new pizza restaurant, you need to have a go-to order that you can then mm. base whether that is a good pizza restaurant yes. compared to other pizza restaurants. And my go-to basic pizza that if you can't pull this one off, I'm not eating here anymore, is just sausage and onion. That's all I want. Sausage and onion. It's my very boring choice, but it's my that's my basic. That's what I need. Yes. My fancy pizza, not fancy, but my my personal new favorite of what i want on there is prosciutto and hot honey Mm, that sounds delicious anybody ever done hot honey no honey there's a brand called mike's hot honey i think it's from up here but uh, mike's hot honey is one of the greatest creations ever it's good with cheese it's good with pizza it's good with like just anything it's wonderful hot as in spicy right hot as in spicy yeah okay it's made with like cayenne i guess okay and then uh, and then yeah just some prosciutto honey (laughs) (laughs) piping hot you just heat that honey like to 200 <laughs> degrees. Yeah. You pour it down your throat. Like Straight napalm. from the bee's loins. It's so good though. It's very I like I just tasty. want to make this honey to keep around. You can. You can absolutely just get yeah. a honey, get like a honey that you like, like a brand you like. And then uh, probably 
uh, just leave some, you know, cayenne pepper in there for a while and then mm. pull those out like dried peppers and then it'll just into the honey, you know? Follow so Matt history for more uh, recipes. I cook a lot, guys. <laughs> I make my own pizza. You guys were saying bread earlier. I make uh, pizza from scratch every week and Ooh. it's it's every the greatest. Week? Every week. It's so easy. Pizza seems hard. It's not hard. <laughs> it's the easiest dough to come up with and make. It takes an hour and uh, like... It takes an hour and a half, and an hour of it is like not active time at all. It's just sitting you have to prove in a bowl. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you do a food processor. Oh, hold on. Hot honey is coming into the room. Uh, you do a, here you go. That's Mike's hot honey. Mm. Nice. You know, this is a podcast, right? And feud, feud the chilies. <laughs> I don't care about the people listening. This is just for you guys. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, so there's there's a Mark Bittman recipe who, who writes for New York Times all the time, and it takes an hour. It's just it's like bread dough, yeast, water, little olive oil. You let it sit for an hour. You do it in the food processor, so you don't even need to do anything. You sit it in the food processor. You pull it out, sit it in a bowl for an hour. You split it in two. You roll it out into pizza dough, or you toss it, whatever you're good at, and then you, you cook it 500 degrees. It's fantastic. Do you, do you toss it? Uh, I don't toss it. I do uh, the little the little knuckle roll though, so it's yeah, not going yeah. in the air. But I'm just stretching it out on uh, the knuckles. No, we can't all. Can't I'm not. I can't toss pizza. I'm not even gonna try. It would be all over the floor. Okay, Please Matt, can you try. hold hold the hold the honey back up? I'm gonna yeah, take sure. a picture for everybody. Okay. All right, there we go. Okay. Are you? Did you? Yeah, I'm definitely oh, okay. tweeting. Yes, of course. There Listen, I think it's important. The other thing is, since we're talking about food, and I promised myself I wouldn't ask you this question, go. But now I, we're, we here. We are. Sean wants to know about the wait. I don't know how to say it. Sous vide. Sous vide. Sous vide. Should oh. we get one? Which one should we? Do you get? guys want to just talk about cooking tools for the next hour? <laughs> how long do you want this podcast to go? I will do this. Okay. I have a... No, can we take it offline? But I'm supposed to ask you about it because we're... I have the Anova sous vide. It's wonderful. Okay. You can you can cook pieces of meat for like 20 hours in it, and then just throw them on a hot skillet, and it's the greatest like roast beef you'll ever have in your life. It's fantastic. Okay. Hmm. The Anova sous vide not sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> not yet. That's too bad. Uh, also, get stuff. yourself uh, an instant pot, and also get yourself an air fryer. The three yes. greatest things that I own in my house—they're fantastic. Air fryers, the best. I made meatballs yep. in the air fryer today, and they were Ooh. perfect. Ooh. Perfect. Sounds good. All right, Ash, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so these questions were questions we uh-huh. we made Sissy endure at Comic Con one year, and a bunch of people did them, but Sissy, I, I distinctly remember doing them. And I want to say I had only talked to her maybe once before we threw these questions <laughs> oh, <yeah>. at her. <laughs> Uh, but being the true professional she is, she rolled on them and answered them all, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I know you know all these, and I don't know if I'm going to come up with a good Rift one. I think we made Mylan do them at some point, too. Uh, but I'll just do a classic. I'll tell everybody the teleport one, but I'm not going to make you do it because it's already in your brain. I'll do the <laughs> other classic, which is you can have Wolverine's healing ability, but every time <laughs> it fires off, a finger grows somewhere on your body. Oh, I oh. remember this question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that you say that. And you can ask as many questions as you want. I'll answer whatever questions you want to ask about it. And I'll tell you how it works. So how severe does the wound have to be for a finger to grow? Not. Am I talking Any, like... Anything that heals. So like shaving, if I nick myself shaving... Kate just shaving... left from this question. <laughs> <laughs> if you nick yourself shaving, yeah, a finger will grow. Somewhere. Oh, man. And it's literally anywhere. It could be like on the tip of my nose. could be on your mm. finger. What it, what happens if you cut off the finger that grew? Another finger grows somewhere else. Just uh, one, though, right? Just you know one. what? It's only, okay. it's only if you use the ability that that happens. Right? No, the, the ability like fires passively. 
Whoa. I would take it. I mean, my days of trying to look attractive to anyone on the planet <laughs> are long over. I could look like a fucking like mutant. Like I could look like I don't care. Like just, I'll just put a hoodie on and walk around with fingers sticking out all over the place. Um, so yeah, I'll take that power. Sure, why not? <laughs> the other, the other one that Ash referenced briefly was that you can teleport, right? So you can teleport anywhere that you know where the location is. So you you can. If you've been to, you know, uh, uh, England and you want to teleport in front of Big Ben because you've seen that spot before, you can do that. But when you do it, whenever you land, uh, you you shit yourself in proportion to how far you teleported. Oh, so if you teleport like five feet, it's not a lot. It's fine. It's like a little, you know, and you're good. If you teleport, if you teleport a thousand miles, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough for for a couple minutes. Um, a couple minutes. And it doesn't it doesn't uh, have to have been. It's it just kind of manifests. It's not like it's mm. in your your stomach. It just kind of it just goes for a while. That's the one. I, I feel like I could game. I could game that. Everybody yeah. thinks they can game this one. It's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Everybody's like, I would pull my pants down first and then teleport. And I'm like, sure. I would sure. just go incremental moves and then just always have spares on me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but when you, when you mentioned that you know, yeah. it doesn't live in your stomach, it just kind of manifests. I, I right. picture that scene uh in peewee's um big adventure where he's just pulling the chain like you know out of the <laughs> out of the thing right and it just keeps coming and coming but it doesn't come from anywhere right so Man. the best no. part about scott after 10 years of doing the show he's the only references like four films yeah it's four films it's uhf <laughs> yeah it's, it's peewee herman <laughs> yeah Transformers. back to the future probably and transformers, yeah, transformers. Yeah. that's wow. it that's the only four films he's it's ever the, seen it's like the guiding the guiding principles for my life so everything is relatable to those films yeah. yeah it's like that one scene where he was watching the tv <laughs> if anyone made it to this point and you're interested i have like 30 of these questions so i've written them all down somewhere and they were I good i have been making them up too there was one if you could speak with animals but every time you did you forgot a word and you don't know what word you forgot <gasps> and you can't can say that it? word the word's just gone you could oh. but you have like z literally zero idea of knowing what word it was so it's just gone from well, your brain it wouldn't forever. matter until you well. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this happens to me already like all the time <laughs> i know yeah yeah i don't know that i'm far away from this yeah. this actually being reality yeah, except i'm not yeah, speaking I was gonna to say, animals maybe in like 20 years i would say yeah yeah, yeah that's good good times well that was fun guys let's do a little um wait like, didn't did scott get a question yeah he did, uh, he did. oh he did okay yeah, he yeah. did yeah yeah I, I oh for the the shitting teleportation question uh, <laughs> i would i would take i would take that too i would why not i think you said yes to all of them when i asked them yeah or you were like yeah yeah of course yeah i'd do that one too I yeah yeah sure that's I almost, fine <laughs> i almost shit myself making dinner tonight so i'm not far off from that either i was like well that's not a fart oh god let's get out of here <laughs> Now Let's get out of here. Who are you running away from? <laughs> I talk to myself. That's what my yes dog does when questions. he farts. Yeah. <laughs> he just leaves the room. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he looks at it and then runs away. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for coming on for this very special episode 363. 10 years. Uh, we, of course, are going to keep doing it. Um, let's go ahead and, and quickly do everyone's Oh, uh, stuff they want to plug. If there's anything to plug and Twitters and all that stuff. Uh, let's start with you, Kate. What's going on with you? Sick. Um, yeah. If you want, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Kate Dollarhide. Uh, I just started a thing on Tumblr where I'm taking design narrative design questions from people 
uh, anonymously or with a username, and I'll try to answer them in a timely fashion. That's super um, sweet of you to do, by the way. Yeah, I saw you doing awesome. that. There are already too many. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It's a lot. Yeah, but nobody knows how many have been submitted, yeah. right? So if you want to outsource to me, just give me a couple. Yeah, I'll totally. give them the worst fucking advice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of them are the same too, so I can just, I can just, you know, CC everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that's what I'm up to. I'm also at Kate Dollarhide on Instagram, where I post like writing news for non-game stuff, and uh, that's it. Cool. Uh, Aaron, what about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Aaron underscore Yvette, but I am taking a break from social media right now. I have been for a month. Nice. Don't plan on stopping that break anytime soon. So nice. follow me if you want, but there probably won't be any content <laughs> coming. <laughs> but when I do post, it's normally just, you know, games, voiceover, dog stuff, and baking. So. Nice. You did one of my favorite things, which was the <gasps> gaming yes. by color. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> she did something oh, else so, cool. Oh, Mylon's like, no, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave it my color. Yeah, I did that just to like, to play games that I had purchased. And then I was like, I'll play that. And then I never did. And by just like putting some arbitrary rules to what games I was going to play, I found I played many more games than I normally do. Yeah, that was so really that was fun. Cool. It was fun to follow yeah. too. Yeah. Thanks. I totally missed that. But I did see where you had a portrait painted. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. The coolest thing I've ever seen. Tell everybody about this, Aaron. I, so I I I had an idea about um being an old woman with a hallway full of self-portraits um with my pets throughout the years. Um and the style of art would align with the personality of the pet. Um and this was just because I liked the idea of like dying and then having people like left having grandchildren left with a hallway full of paintings <laughs> of their grandma I mean, Amazing. Like, what do we oh do with this um anyways uh i commissioned uh, an oil painting of myself and my dog in victorian garb um and it's fantastic it's it is yeah, I it love is it. yeah it's so good it, like it was it looks like it's from that era it's like it's shockingly accurate yeah kai the artist was is just phenomenal so um, cool my dog's name is Walter, and he is. Um, Does Walter like a, the painting? He could care less. And that's part <laughs> of why it's, it's a Victorian era, just bored society woman and her her pet. <laughs> Mylon, what about you? So um, you can find me on Twitter at Mylon B. That's M I E L L Y N B. Um, and so I have a near term and a long term thing I'm working on. Near term. Uh, the week of Halloween, I have a series of photographs that I'm going to be posting of uh, mother-son Halloween costumes that my son and I are doing. Nice. Um, and I are photoshopped. And, well, I'm assembling them all. I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. sewing, mm -hmm. but assembling. And I've photoshopped us into the appropriate situation. Yes. Oh, perfect. Um, so, so that's going to be fun. Because, like, why not? Like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And I'm also... <laughs> Um, I can't remember if I told you all this. I, I can't say much about it, but I'm going to be on a tabletop role-playing oh. web series. I know um, it is. I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Yes, coming up in a, in a couple of months. So I can't say much more about it than that. But if you follow me, I'm sure I will be tweeting about it as soon as I'm able. Cool. Nice. Awesome. That's sounds awesome. awesome. It sounds like a lot of fun. Scott, what about you, man? Welcome back well, to Florida. 
what about me yeah yeah hey thanks. do you want to do your socials or not uh, do you have any secret projects going on <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know man I, you're an enigma i have no idea you could be building something in your backyard and i wouldn't know oh no let's just be happy to be back in florida and back to the podcast and we'll just we'll keep it at that for now okay that's good, that's good enough for me okay yeah. matt what about you uh the only thing i have public anymore is my twitter which is matt history and you can follow me i just yell <laughs> about <laughs> politics <laughs> and yeah. uh make dumb jokes intermittently now so you're, you're if you take... enjoy politics and dumb jokes then, <laughs> then i'm your i'm your Do bread I? and butter i think your uh your political takes are, are sort of a breath of fresh air when i read them because i'm like i feel the same way but i don't ever <laughs> tweet that stuff because it's just like it's so much lately uh, i mean i'm not gonna get fired or anything for it so yeah it's good i don't care i hate it i hate everything yeah. that's happening and i just yell about <laughs> things a lot i don't blame you i tell you i wrote a thing on facebook it was all cuss laden and didn't we talk about it last time we were Did like we? talking to people on facebook never does anything yeah, yeah. We had well apparently my mom just like printed it out and showed it to my family your son's yelling the f word online. I, was like, I, I like that she printed it. Like I don't know if she uh, printed. That's yeah. just right. what I. It's yeah. what I envision a seventy-year-old woman doing. Yeah. So. yeah, it's probably yeah. accurate. My mom prints emails for me. Your mom. Oh my God. Your mom comments on all of our things, and it's the sweetest oh, thing yeah. in the world. She always she's like, "Great job, Ash!" Once again, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. "There she Aww. is." Yeah. Oh my God, that's quite, sweet. She's Hi, supportive. Ash's mom. Yeah. She's probably oh, she's listening. Listen. Oh, she yeah. probably yeah. will sure. listen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's a... My mom will not. Podcasts, I don't think she knows what they are. So... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know how my mom figured out how to listen to this, but she does. So, thanks, mm. mom. Uh... I send her a CD every week. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> that sounds accurate, yeah. Like a sick cassette tape, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, at Nerd Appropriate on Twitter. I don't really have anything too exciting coming up. I did... Uh, for Nerds Vote, I did a couple reunion shows that were yeah. super fun. Yeah. I did the Life is Strange show with a, the, a bunch of the cast of that, and um, people seemed to like that. And I did one for Mass Effect a few weeks back before I went on vacation, which was crazy and fun. So check those Very out. Good. Those are uh, in our feeds and also uh, somewhere on YouTube, too. So look for them on YouTube. But that was the last larger thing that I did. And other than that, I'm just going to keep doing the show and got some work stuff coming up but i don't want to cross the streams too much i guess so mm. i won't announce work stuff here but there's some <laughs> cool stuff coming out if you really want to know just follow me on uh, social media you'll probably see me tweet about it eventually on one of my accounts so so that's that um thank you guys so much for listening to episode 363 of the rated ma podcast this has been an amazing 10 years and thanks to everyone here that is uh, hanging out with us. We very much appreciate all of you. And uh, we'll be back next week. Maybe we'll do a Halloween episode. Yeah.